0: Take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. It was 35 years ago tonight that I stood behind a pulpit and preached my first message. How many of you are younger than 35 years old here tonight? Brother Jim, you're a liar. <laughs> And uh, I'm not going to tell you how many times that Corrine has been 35, but it's more than once. And uh, 35 years ago tonight, uh, I had the privilege of standing behind a pulpit in Gallopolis Ferry, West Virginia. Hmm. Brother Jim, you were there, I believe, and uh, got to preach for the very first time the Word of God. When I did, I announced my text as Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to go to that same text tonight. I want to bring a thought to you about no retreat this evening. And uh, look with me, if you will, at Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to read uh, verses 10 through 18, if you'll follow along with me uh, this evening. Uh, verses 10 through 18 of Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. To stand, I want you to notice that verse, the verse I have on the screen tonight. Withstand, we see that word, and having done all to stand. Then notice in verse 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So let's pray together. Lord, as we pause for a few moments together this evening, On this last day of 2023, as we gather as a church family tonight to remember the blessings of the year and look forward to a new year to serve you, Lord, would you help us to stand? Help us to realize the importance of going forward. Help us not turn our back on you. Help us not turn our back on your purpose. Help us not fall for what you would call us to do. Lord, I need your help this evening. Lord, I pray you'd help us as we look in your word. Lord, may you speak to every heart by your spirit. Meet every need here this evening. Lord, we sure thank you for the privilege that we have to gather. Lord, I thank you for the freedom that we enjoy. Lord, I want to pause just for a moment as I think about so many that would like to be here tonight. Lord, I think of uh, Mercy and Michael in hospital tonight. Lord, now for eight days, Lord, a very long time. Lord, I pray you'd bless them. Lord, I pray that you'd raise Michael up, that he'd go home soon. Lord, I think of the Benez family, Lord, as they're sick. and, Lord, very, very much sickness there. Lord, I think of Dallas tonight, Lord, as he's struggling to get around and, Lord, needing very quickly to Get things dealt with with his spine his back Lord others that are not well and not able to be in our presence tonight Lord I pray that you'd meet them I pray you touch them I think of Miss Lois this evening Lord and others that Lord would very much like to be in this place tonight that are not able to be Lord I pray you would bless them Lord I pray you would bless every person here tonight Lord would you give us your focus your purpose tonight? Lord, would you take away the distractions from our mind? And would you help us just for a little while to focus on your book, your purpose? Help us, Lord, we need you. In your precious name we pray, amen. amen. We notice here in this passage, as God gave to Paul to pen to the church at Ephesus, we notice something unique about the armor. We're going to talk a little bit about that armor in just a bit, but you'll notice that the armor that we are to put on is not our own armor. Whenever David would go and obey his father and take the food to go see his brothers, when he would bring it to the battlefront and David would see that giant Goliath march down that valley, and as he would look up and shake his fingers at the armies of God, and say, I defy you this day. Send me a man that we may fight. As David watched that happen, David said, is there not a cause? Somebody's got to go do something about that. And King Saul said to David, I love the ridiculousness of that. King Saul, a man who was head and shoulders above all the men of the nation of Israel. Now, if the average man was Five, four, five, six. That's probably a close estimate of the day. We're talking that King Saul was maybe six foot six. And David was a youth and ruddy. Uh, we're talking about a six foot six mountain of a man who said to David, Here, take my armor. Now, David had no armor, David was a shepherd. David did not wear armor. David had no need for armor. But Saul said, here, take my armor. And David said, no. I heard a preacher one time talk about David trying the armor on. David put the armor on, took four or five steps, and the armor still didn't move because it was so big. But David didn't wear that armor. But Christian, you and I, we don't wear our own armor. We don't fabricate what we are to serve the Lord in Rather, this is the Lord's armor for us. It is God's purpose for us. It, it's His. Paul knew about armor. Why not because he was a soldier. Not because he wore armor himself. Can I tell you where Paul was? Uh, Paul was in prison on house arrest. Guess what? When Saul sat down, guess what was right beside of him? a soldier. We're talking about a man wearing the the Roman uniform and wearing the Roman armor and Saul saw it every day. Saul saw the swords they carried and the shield they carried and he saw all the pieces of the accoutrement of their uniform. They were Roman soldiers. They had Roman uniforms. They had Roman armor. You and I have the Lord's armor. It's his. Paul describes it for us here as God gave him in Ephesians 6. This armor. And then we see the words be strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. So often we want to be strong in our might. In our power. We we want to work up our own strength. But can I tell you tonight that God wants us to trust his strength? His power. Years ago I was helping my father probably about 35 years ago, probably about the same time that I was preaching my first message. In the summertime, my dad and I went to go work on a dairy farm, not to milk cows, but to do some work on the barn there at the big dairy farm down the road, but the gym wouldn't know which one, but he's driven past it about four or five miles down the road towards Charleston from my parents' house. And we were cutting in a, an opening at the end of one of the big big dairy barns and so they could put a new door in my dad had his saw, circular saw, and he was sawing through a little 110 you know, skill saw, circular saw, and as he was sawing through that wall what he did not realize was that the main power feed coming into that building was coming right through that wall and he sawed through that main power feed. Now, those of you that have met my dad know the rest of the story. He lived. I was there. Can I tell you what happened? That saw was ee, ee, and exploded. It had the power of, when it hit that power for just a few seconds, it was the most powerful saw in all the world. It had tapped into full power. Christian, you and I are to be strong in the power of his might, not in our strength. The fact is we're weak, but when we are weak, he's strong. When we yield to him, there is to be no retreat. We're to stand. We're to have done all to stand. We're to be strong in the power of his might. By the way, not strong in your name, not strong in your power, not strong in pastor so-and-so's power, not strong in that blog or that website, but strong in the power of God. The power of Christ. So it's the Lord's armor. And the power to be strong is the Lord's. The whole armor is so the devil's schemes do not work against us. How many of have ever played a practical joke on somebody? You ever done that? Brother gym, you've ever done that? Where I grew up, just uh, just down the road not far at all, was a farm pond. And I would walk up there and go fishing as a boy, teenager. And around that farm pond, there were cattle in there, a couple of big bulls. And they had an electric fence, a little wire, electric fence around the property. When I went fishing in that pond, I wore rubber boots for two reasons. Number one, so I would not be grounded and get hit by that electric fence, which the farmer had cranked as high as it would go. You could hear it humming from about 20 feet away. It was, it was it was scary. Number two, if I needed to get down in the water to get a fish, I had my rubber boots on. So one day I took this teenage guy with me, and we're going fishing, and he said, oh, there's an electric fence. And I said, "Well, I'll check and see if it's on. But well, the cram, I went over, I touched the electric fence. I said, no, it's good. <laughs> I had rubber boots on you got rubber boots, you're not grounded, you're not going to get zapped. Kind of like the reason the birds can land on the power line. They don't get fried because they're not touching the ground. And I said, Oh, no, There's, it's not on, it's off. That kid walked over. He grabbed a hold of it. I'm not going to tell you the words he said because it wouldn't be appropriate. But he cussed and swore and yelled and jumped around and danced. I think he invented new dance moves that they used about 20 years later in some hip-hop. But he, he got it. You know why I could grab that fence? Because I had something to stop me being grounded. Those rubber boots stopped the effect of it. Because it couldn't pass through me. The armor that God gives us is to keep the effects of the devil's work from working on you and in your life. It is that protection that God gives us. We're going to talk about the placement of that in just a moment. But I want us to realize that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Christian, if you ever get to the point where you think your enemy is someone here on this earth, you are thinking wrongly. You got stinking thinking, as my former college president used to say. Our enemy is not someone here on this earth. Your enemy is not some wicked person here in this world. There is no one in this world that we should not try to give the gospel to. There's no one here that is to be our enemy. Our enemy is spiritual. The Bible says our enemy uh, is spiritual wickedness in high places, spiritual forces here in this world. So the Lord's power is to be strong in the Lord to protect us from the enemy's working. And then also we see as Christians, our battle is Spiritual. Our battle's not physical. Our, our battle is not a physical battle. It is a spiritual battle. I'm not getting attacked physically. I'm We get attacked spiritually. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I wonder how many of us, if we did, would say, I I've felt defeated in 2023. Most of us would have to raise our hands. Most of us would have to say, I... I've struggled, I've had some pretty bad days or maybe some bad weeks or maybe some bad months. And I've been discouraged, I've been defeated, I've been down, I've had some some thinking that wasn't right. Most of the time when that happens, our relationship with God is not right. Most of the time when that happens, our relationships with others are not right. Most of the time when that happens, it's because... We're not living as God wants us to live and we get in a place where we are unprotected. Unprotected. Years ago we in our bus ministry when I was in college we had a fun activity and we had this guy dressed up and he was supposed to be a swamp monster. And He came out, we pulled in this area he came out to the bus and And we were decided. We were tired of the swamp monster scaring us. We joked that we we had led up to it for a few years, and we decided we were going to get rid of the swamp monster. So that particular Sunday afternoon after church, we went and had that activity, and the guy came out. His name is Cruz, and he was a kid that rode my bus when he was a teenager. He was an adult then, and he came out to attack the bus. And I sent one of, my, one of the men on the bus who was a Mexican guy. And he went out of the bus. His name was Ernesto. And Ernesto had this fake knife. And he went out to fight him with a knife. Very stereotypical Mexican. And we were really working the, the joke on it. And the swamp monster killed, defeated Ernesto. And there's poor Ernesto laying in the grass. The kids were terrified. Then we had one of our dear, dear friends of mine. He's Kunaro Kio. Uh, Kunaro is a Cambodian man serving in Batambong, or actually in Phnom Penh right now as a missionary. And he got out and he pretended to fight him with Kung Fu. And the kids were having a great time. And finally, the swamp monster prevails over the Kung Fu. And there's Brother Ernesto, there's Brother Kunaro. Their lives are taken by the swamp monster in the skit that we put on. And then finally I pulled my coat back and I had a paintball gun. <laughs> Can I tell you that paintball gun defeats swamp monster. <laughs> and uh, we shot the swamp monster and the kids were going they were so excited. And I get back on the bus and as we're driving away the bus driver stopped. And she was laughing so hard and right beside of the bus was the swamp monster. And she said, "Shoot him again." She rolled her. She pulled the window open, and she said, "Shoot him again." And so I leaned out with the paintball gun—not a real gun—and I, pretty close range. And you could hear the dead swamp monster yell, "Ow, ow!" <laughs> because he was in a bad place. He was really close. He was not protected when I shot him. We had padding. Mm-hmm. We had pl- I, we planned it out so he wouldn't feel it. But on the side that was facing up, there was only natural padding. And he was not protected. Christian, we need to realize that God protects us when we're in the right place, in the right direction. As we face what God has for us, as we stand, as we withstand, we see that armor protects us, God's armor, God's might, God's power. But we can always dress ourselves. In this armor we read about here in verse number 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying, By the way, sometimes we forget that piece of armor. Verse 18, when it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, that's part of the armor that God gives us is prayer. Part of the protection God gives us is prayer. I praise God tonight that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. We see the helmet of salvation. Your salvation doesn't come from a church. It doesn't come from good works. It doesn't come from being a good person in 2023 or 2024. It doesn't come from some religious scenario. Salvation is fully and completely by grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Receiving that which is good, which I do not deserve, it is the grace of God. We're to pray, the Bible says in verse 18, pray in the Spirit on all occasions we're to have a complete connection with Christ. We're to be connected at all times. Yesterday when I left the office around well, around 4:30 I think it was. It was about sunset. As I was leaving the office I had my headset on, my Bluetooth headset. And I I called my mom. And I was talking to her. I had the headset on, talking to my mother. And I got home, and I was going to take Hannah driving. I was going to give her a driving lesson. And so she got in the car, and we went driving. She went driving. I went riding. And I, my mom said, oh, I'll let you go. I said, no, you can stay on, the, stay on the call. I got the headset on. You can just keep talking to me. I said, who knows? You might hear our last words ever said if Hannah's driving. <laughs> and my mom said, I don't like that. I don't, don't say that. Well, Hannah's driving. I'm, I'm talking to Hannah, telling her, okay, slow down here. Slow down. How, how many of you parents remember when you had to say slow, so slow slow, 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 slow down? Uh, she did really good. But I'm telling her where to go and where to turn and uh, telling her what she has to do when she drives. And, but at the same time, I'm connected to my mom. And I would talk to her. I was ta- we were all connected, if you will, together. We carried on that conversation. I was in the car with Hannah, but at the same time, I was talking to my mother. Christian, we need to realize the connection that God wants to have with us all the time. God wants us to talk to him all the time. God wants us to keep that connection open all the time. God wants us to have that connection prayed always. I want you to notice something here very quickly in verse 14, 15, 16, 17. As you look at the armor, and if you look on the screen, you'll see a representation of some armor, some Roman armor, (coughs) or facsimile of such. You'll notice the pieces that are mentioned in this passage. You'll notice there the loins girt about with truth, the girdle. That protection wrapped around you'll notice as well in the verse there having the breastplate of righteousness something unique as you continue you'll see your feet shall the preparation of the gospel of peace you'll see the helmet of salvation the shield of the spirit the, uh the sword which is the word of God but one unique thing about the armor That breastplate of righteousness only covers the front. It's not the backplate of righteousness. It's the breastplate of righteousness. Now why is that? Because I'm not to retreat. I'm not to turn my back. I'm not to turn around. I am to stand and having done all to stand, I am to keep pushing forward. As we think about a new year before us, Christian, as we think about 2024, if the Lord tarries his coming and gives us all 366 days of this year ahead of us, we realize that our purpose is to keep going forward. It's not to go backwards. It's it's to keep pushing, going forward, to keep pressing on. Paul said, I press towards the mark of the prize, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Say, Pastor, I I have no protection on my back. No, no. I have no armor, but I have protection. I have the Lord. I have the Lord protecting me. I have the protection of being in the center of God's will. I have the protection of knowing as I push forward and as I stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, over the days and weeks and months to come if the, and years that the Lord tarries His coming, I can know that I have God's protection and I've got God's hand round about me. I can tell you from personal experience that God will take care of you. God will take care of you. God will protect you. God will meet your need. We see here in the passage the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All of this armor of God that we read about is all from God. It's all for God's purpose. It's all in God's plan, by God's power. But the most important thing that we need to realize is not the armor. It's the God who we have relationship with. It's that one who loved us so much that he died for us. That one who gave everything for you and everything for me. He's our Savior. When he was going to Calvary, we never see where he turned back. The Bible says he set his face like a flint. He was on his way to Jerusalem, and he knew what was going to happen there. He knew that he was going to go to that place called Golgotha, the place of the skull, the place of death, the place of despised human beings put there to death. He knew this where he was going. And yet he went. He knew. And yet he still faithfully went. He allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. The God of the universe for you. Christian, he who loved us, who gave himself for us says, I want you to do all to stand. I want you to withstand. I want you to go forward. Don't turn around. Most of you know that in August I... Decided to pretend I was Evil Knievel. Brother Jim, I'm sorry you missed that. You we were a couple of days late. <laughs> Brother Jeff will tell you this is true. He was there. When I landed, I landed on my temple right here. I landed on my shoulder. I did not have a helmet on. But guess what? Brother Jeff had a helmet with me, didn't he? I had it on the bike. I had it in the saddlebag on the bike. I had it, but it wasn't where it was supposed to be. (laughs) Did you know if you put a helmet in your saddlebag, it doesn't protect your head, Will? I mean, you got to put it on your head. I mean, you got to cover your your bald head with it. That's what it's for. I had one. It, it It was right there but I didn't put it where it was supposed to go. Christian, God has protection for you in his word. I've got his book, The Sword of the Spirit. But I wonder how often I leave it in the sheath. I don't read it. I don't study it. I don't memorize it. Oh yeah, I have it. (laughs) But it doesn't do me to realize that God's armor God's purpose God wants us to obey every aspect when I was in college many of my dearest and closest friends were former military men a couple of my dear friends were marines I learned the hard way that uh, you don't tell a marine that he's a former marine I once said to my friend oh you're a former marine and I heard a phrase that I've heard many times since No such thing as a former Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Okay, take it easy. And I would joke with them. And people would think, well, man, uh, most people called me Rice. And they said, Rice, were you in the military? And I always told them, I said, man, I wasn't even a Girl Scout. Uh, I wasn't in the military. I I was never in the military at all. But I had friends who had been in the military. A lot of my friends had been in the military. Now, one of the friend, one of my friends, a little guy about this big, not a, not a big man, not a big built man. He was a Marine drill instructor. He was the meanest son of a gun that ever lived <laughs> before he got saved. He was a small little guy that was like dynamite in a small package. And I guarantee you when he was a drill instructor in the Marines, if one of his Men under him had shown up not wearing uniform, not following all the orders. My friend, Brother Fink now, Pastor Fink, would have yelled at him, would have made his life miserable, not because Dave's a bad guy, not because he was trying to hurt that man who didn't follow orders, you see, Dave's job as a drill instructor was to make sure the men under him learned to follow orders. Why? He knew that following orders in battle wouldn't mean life or death. He was looking out for them. He was protecting them. God gives us his orders here to protect you. And we follow God's orders and God's plan. No retreat, no surrender. Going forward, to honor him how wonderful and blessed it is can i encourage you tonight as we come to the time of invitation can i encourage you to make a commitment to the lord afresh and anew to withstand to go forward to understand god has a purpose for you in this year to come tonight if you're here and you don't know the lord jesus christ as your savior can i encourage you to to come and let someone talk with you how you can understand and know the great gift of God, which is the gospel, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Son of God came and died for us. He was buried and rose again to make the payment that only He could make. Religion can't make the payment. Good works can't make the payment. Only the death of Jesus Christ. And you can receive that. How wonderful that is to know the wonderful goodness of God. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to... Focus on our service, this armor tonight. And Lord, we realize that so often we want to go backwards. So often we fail to stand or withstand. We haven't done all to stand. Lord, we are protected while we're going forward, we're protected while we're faithful. We're in that place of protection in your armor while we are standing in your might, in your strength, and in your will. Lord, as we get ready to step into a new year, as we get ready to go forward across 266 days, if you tear your coming, 366, Lord, I pray that we would be faithful to stand every day of those 366 days. Lord, I pray we would go forward. I pray we would gain ground in our relationship with you. Our relationship with the word of God. Our relationship in prayer. Lord, help us tonight. Lord, as we come to this time of invitation and decision, Lord, I pray you help us to make the decisions that you placed upon our heart. Lord, may your will be done. In your precious name we pray.